amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. This is the second part of our interview with Deb Meyer on integrating faith, family, and financial decision-making. If you haven't listened to the first part of this episode, check your podcast feed. Hello, and thank you for tuning in to another episode of CPA Review and More. We are pleased to bring you the number one podcast for CPAs and CPA candidates. If you'd like to learn more about how Jaeger CPA Review can help you, find us on our website at JaegerCPAReview.com. Now, here's your host, Phil Jaeger. Now, how do, I mean, you deal predominantly with Christian entrepreneurs? Mm-hmm. And they're all over the country, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. How about internationally? Do you have any international clients? No, I try to stay away from international just because I'm not enough familiar enough with the different laws over there. I don't, I don't feel like that's my area of, of expertise. Okay. And how do you get clients? All right. How do you get clients? Which method of getting clients? I, interestingly enough, most of my clients come through online searches. So when I started Worthy Nest, I began blogging. And I was actually really quite fortunate to get um, exposure to Kiplinger's Building Wealth channel. So I'm a contributor there. I contributed to Investopedia for a little while. And I just maintained my own blog. I have a, a historical one on worthiness.com. And then I've since launched a book called Redefining Family Wealth. So I have a separate website for that where I do all new blog posts. Is that, self, is that a self-published book or... Uh, it is a self-published, but with uh, professional help. So I had the first draft I wrote on my own, and then I went and hired a different company called Book Launchers. To They specialize in helping nonfiction authors who want to self-publish give it that professional look and, and help with distribution and all of that. So they took that first draft and actually got it across the finish line. Many layers of editing. There's like four different types of editors. I, I had no idea. <laughs> going into the process, how many different editors that you can have, but there's a content editor, a copy editor, a proofreader, I mean, just all over the map. Um, And then once they um, helped me release the book, now it's just kind of on my own. I I haven't retained their services. Does it sell well? 
Uh, the book itself, I don't think is like a major seller, but it's definitely something I felt needed to be said. So I, you know, I had really developed a love for writing when I started doing the blog posts for Worthy Nest. Again, I'm a person of faith, so I felt God calling me in this direction to spread that message more broadly. I would love to to sell a lot of copies. Now tell me, how do you give advice to Christian parents, Christian entrepreneurs, and what makes them different from any other entrepreneur, all right? And how do you integrate the faith and family into financial decision-making? That's an excellent question. Yeah, it's... um. It's not really so much a science as it is an art. I think for a lot of my clients, you know, who started with me before I made that pivot to to focus exclusively on serving Christians, you know, I still have some of those clients who are not people of faith that I have great relationships with. I just feel like I have to cut some of the conversations a little bit short in terms of what our values are and what we're working towards. So uh, for Christian parents, you know, a lot of us are really striving. Uh, we have this delicate balance of how do we build wealth in alignment with our values and not compromising those. There's a lot of Christian communities that say, you know, money is the root of all evil. Well, that's actually a myth. Money in and of itself is a tool. It's not the root of all evil. It's what you do with that money (laughs) that can either be a blessing or a curse, right? And if you make money your God, then that's where you get into trouble. So I I, curse. Oh, is it a curse? Well, I'm saying if you use it in a bad way. So like if you're laundering money or doing some kind of fraudulent thing, you're obviously using it as more of a curse to hurt other people, not okay. or, you know, right. benefit yourself, right? <laughs> what does a Christian entrepreneur have different than any other entrepreneur? Well, I think, again, when you're focused on kingdom purposes, a lot of it is figuring out how you want to use that wealth that might have been accumulated in the business, especially in an exit planning scenario. Do you really need it for your family or could you use it to bless other families uh, or invest in other businesses that are also there for for Christian purposes? So um, I've been doing a lot of studying around faith-driven investing and what that looks like, both from a liquid investment standpoint, but also illiquid. So investing in communities overseas that need clean water or investing in communities here that fight homelessness. So there's a lot of different uh, ways that you can partner. There's other companies that start that help ex-convicts get back into an employed situation so that they don't have the recidivism rate. So there's a lot of really cool opportunities out there. And I think uh, Christian entrepreneurs in particular, have a lot of power to shape that trajectory going forward that people who aren't entrepreneurs don't have. And especially if they don't have that Christian focus, I don't know if they're as um, interested in the in the charitable causes or the investments that are, are more focused on their faith. What investments are more focused on the Christian faith? Give me an example. You're biblically responsible investments. So um, as an example, there's some mutual funds and exchange traded funds like Praxis. Um, Ave Maria is a Catholic uh, mutual fund company. There are several different names I could uh, list off, but those are all on the public equity and investment side. And then as I mentioned, there's a lot of these other investments I'm starting to learn about that are illiquid private equity or other opportunities in real estate, things like that, where the company itself has a social mission behind it. 
so it's it's a pretty interesting space, and it's just emerging. Is there any non-Christians involved in this type of thing, or is it all just are the, are the financial planners all Christian? Well, at least the groups that I'm affiliating with, yes, I, I do focus with others that are holding themselves out as, as Christian advisors. But I will say there's still a lot of Christian advisors that are doing it more from a marketing perspective. I'm just not one of them. I'm, I'm really focused on like, how can I use my God-given talents, resources to, to really better, um, better the world? You advertise yourself as a Christian advisor? Is yes. that what you do? Well, I mean, I, I'm saying I work with Christian parents, so yes, <laughs> naturally, okay. I think. No, I, I'm listening to how you get all this business, and uh, you, you're actually a, a very good entrepreneur. I mean, all right, because a lot of people will go into an area, they don't know where to start. Right. It sounds like you did a lot of research before you decided to do this. Is that correct? Yes and no. I, I did a lot of self-awareness and trying to figure out where my talents could be used. And for that stage of life, that's kind of what set me on the entrepreneurial path. And then since then, I've always just put a lot of focus around revisiting my why, reconnecting with um, what, why I even have this business, what, what, what's it used for. So it's been a pretty powerful uh, journey personally and professionally over the last couple of years. So you're networking with a lot of these YMCA's, that type of thing? Is that what you do? You network a lot with these Christian organizations? Uh, not so much networking in like a traditional sense, like I'm going up and shaking hands. It's more um, reaching out to other people that, that work with Christian parents as well and having you know, partnerships. When I'm saying about reaching out, how do you reach out? I mean, do you... Email a lot of people? it's online, yeah. Email. Everything's online. Mm-hmm. Where do you find and time I... for the three children? <laughs> <laughs> Surprisingly, uh, I, I fit it all in. I, I well, again, I have some support um, in the in the companies now, so it's not just me. So on the accounting side, I have a tax director that focuses on our tax compliance for clients, and then I also have um, Matthew, who's based out of. Tennessee. He works behind the scenes on both accounting work and some of the financial advisory work as well. So you're the quarterback. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Yeah. This sound, I mean, I don't, to me, it's amazing how you put this all together. How do you find these different people? I just, how do you find different people? And also, they've been presented at the right time. I, I don't know. You don't have a brick and mortar office, right? So it's all virtual you deal with, correct? Yeah. It is all virtual, yes. That didn't come about because of the COVID virus. Or we no, I, it was already virtual before COVID. That's interesting. Because I'm doing a virtual, as a result of the COVID virus, I'm doing a virtual CPA review courses. Mm-hmm. And we, we started it in March when the virus really, and, you know, and I, I read someone said, uh, don't take the CPA exam now. It's, uh, there's the virus going on. You won't be able to take the exam. You're just going to be so depressed. Now you want to think about it. And then I heard that and I said, wait a minute. I'm going to run free webinars every Sunday, two hours, and cover different topics. Mm-hmm. Right? And I had another gentleman who I know, right? And we do it together. And it's actually, uh, it seems to be, I, I didn't know what type of need there would be. Uh, I didn't think, I didn't know people would like that. Uh, yet, they don't mind it. They actually enjoy it. You know, use Zoom. The only thing I miss from that that I'm doing is I used to teach live 
CPRU years ago. Mm-hmm. But the exam changed, so we couldn't do it anymore. But I did live, and I really enjoyed that. Because I guess deep down inside, there's an entertainer in there, right? And actually, an entertainer that makes accounting fun, right? Mm-hmm. Now, I got to tell you, I wouldn't go to any pr- improv club and do CPA jokes, okay? <laughs> you don't think people are going to want to hear uh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the accounting jokes? <laughs> uh, well, I have to find some. But no, I, I actually, when I did my live classes for four months at a time, you know, I got to really know these people. You are the first person I have met who gives an uh, entrepreneur the financial planning advice to Christian parents and Christian entrepreneurs. Now, tell me how you do this. All right, you might have mentioned it. How do you integrate faith and family into financial decision making? Did you mention that to me? I, I think I leaned in there a little bit, but didn't explicitly say it. So a lot of it too comes with having those deeper conversations with clients where we can openly talk about our values. And one of the first things I do with new clients is going through this values exercise to see, okay, if you're a married couple, you and your spouse independently look at this list of values and pick five to 10 values that are important to you individually, and then come together and pick one or two core values for your family. So most Christians will find the same kind of core values that are driving their decision-making. And then once we know what that core value is, let's just say it's generosity as an example, then we can move it more into the goal setting. So what does that look like on a practical level um, if they want to increase their charitable giving from 5% to 10% a year. So once we move into that kind of goal setting measure, then I'm looking at the specific tactics. And in some cases, it might be uh, just being more tax advantageous with their charitable giving. So instead of writing a $1,000 check to a charitable organization, they're actually gifting stock. Or if they have a major transaction like an entrepreneur would, they're able to have a piece of the business proceeds go into a donor advised fund or a foundation, get that tax deduction, and then still have multiple years to actually give those grants out. So there's a lot of different ways of structuring it. But again, it points back to that values conversation that we have early in the planning relationship. And that's, I think, what's unique about my approach in in, uh, Worthy Nest. Yeah, it's financial values, right? Yeah. Well, there are okay. values that they have already in their household. It's just what are those financial implications? That's how I'm. Yeah, I mean, you don't get into any of their social issues or anything like their well, marriages. You're not a marriage counselor. I'm not a marriage counselor. No. Has <laughs> that ever come up during the discussion? Oh, so, yeah. Sometimes my clients are going through marital difficulty, and I know about it, but they're seeing an outside therapist. Yeah. What happens if someone comes in and says, "You know, I really, you know." I, I thought I was very charitable, but really when it comes down to talking with you, I realized the only reason I'm here on this earth is to make money, okay? And only while I give to charities, it would give me a tax deduction, all right? Do mm-hmm. you run into any people like that? Normally, don't. I don't, no. And if you do, what do you do? You show them the door? Is that what you do? I don't show them the door. I just say, I don't think this will be a great fit. And that's also part of my planning process. I have a little screening tool to kind of see what people's values are around money even before that first meeting. So it's called a financial perspectives test. 
and I can see, are they altruistic or do they have a quiet or more, um, flashy status about any financial wealth. So those kinds of things can indicate to me early on if it's going to be a good long-term fit. And I'm just interested in long fit clients at this point. How do you integrate faith with financial planning? Yeah. So I, I, I gave the example of the generosity. Most Christians want to or do tithe 10% of their income. That's just a normal Christian principle out of the Bible, right? And for them, some of them want to go above and beyond that 10% because they're Christian. Most people who are doing it for a tax write-off are not <laughs> interested in, in going more or what I, or they just don't even give close to 10%. <laughs> so again, that's a unique thing that I, I serve with, with Christians. You know, I, I try to give to these charities because I believe in their purpose. And I think everyone should, but more so, I did not want to be a CPA, okay? And I became a CPA because I got a job teaching accounting and a community college. And then they made me head of the accounting department without a CPA. I thought to myself, how am I getting here? Wait, I hate accounting, you know? So I became chairman and I said, I better go for the CPA. I got the CPA and changed my life, mm -hmm. all right? And I think it changed your life too, right? It right? has. Because yeah. a lot of things you're doing, right? Having a CPA is really good to have. And I look back now and I say, gee, if I didn't have a CPA, I couldn't do CPA review. I wouldn't have been head of the accounting there. Then I moved on to CPA review, a board CPA review course, et cetera. So really, I think it's important because it's what you said in the beginning, all right? Having the CPA, you know, you don't have to be a bookkeeper anymore. You know, doing deficit credits. There's so many other areas like financial planning, mm -hmm. right? Right. advisory services. So that's what I try. A lot of a lot of my podcasts deal with that. And also, if I write anything on LinkedIn, I basically address those things. Yeah. And I think what you're doing is you're giving back, are you not? Yeah, I, that's part of why I do what I do. When you ask how I do it all, I, I honestly don't know other than well, <laughs> God's watching over me and helping me getting, you know, getting the message out. I don't know how you sleep. How do you sleep? How many hours do you sleep? I actually get about anywhere from seven to eight hours every night. I need to talk to you about my sleep problem. But anyway, uh, wow, that's amazing. So you're really at peace with yourself, huh? Is that I am. I feel really good what I'm doing and wearing that. That's great. Because not too many people feel at peace with themselves, all right? You find sure. all the people you talk to, become, they have, they're at peace with themselves after they deal with you? or Yeah, I mean, I think a lot of people that come work with me initially are not at peace with something. You know, it's something that has a financial implication and they're just not sure how to navigate it. So, um, but as we work together over time, I definitely feel that transformation where, you know, if a budgeting thing was a big issue before, they're not seeing it as a restriction anymore. They're seeing it more as freedom. So I'm, I'm really focused on that transformation for my clients. And, uh, you know, for those that read the book, I'm, I'm actually working on an online course right now or more of a guided program in a group setting to help take more people through that journey than, than I can just work with uh, one-on-one. When are you going to do this online program? I'm trying to figure out the hours in the day. <laughs> and, uh, you know, uh, you I'm in the middle of, of the curriculum planning you, right now. So. You clone yourself? You clone yourself? <laughs> no, 
<laughs> no. And ironically, I picked up my boys from school last week at three o'clock every day. <laughs> so, I just am very efficient example. with my time. <laughs> setting a bad example for other parents. You know, who really don't even pick them up on time. No, no, no. I'm just saying it's, I think once you find your, your uh, lane that you want to focus in on, the pieces start falling together. And um, for those who are studying for the CPA exam, just bringing this full circle, because I know you work with CPM review or CPA exam review, you know, you're going to have a season of life where you won't be able to do a lot of these other projects. Like you're going to have to hyper focus on passing that exam. And that's exactly what I did. Like when I was at Deloitte single, no kids, I was working all the time and studying for the exam all the time. It left very little room for anything else. So once you get over that hurdle and milestone, it will be so worth it. But know that you're going to have some short-term pain to get through to, to make those things happen. There's so many people today that think they're going to get the CPA, all right? And they're sort of going to you know, just not do it a lot, okay, to get it. And I try to explain to them. Because all they say is, she, uh, you know, I, I set up a schedule. Study Saturday, Sunday. Give them the hours. Yeah. They'll call me back the next week. I feel like they're giving confession to me, you know, that um, they're saying, Bill, uh, I didn't study last week. I feel terrible. And I said, first of all, I'm not a Catholic priest, okay? And uh, you don't have to give me a confession. What you'll do is you'll make it up next week. So anyway, Deb, you're probably saying, Phil, time flew by. Aren't you saying it that? Did. <laughs> it did. It did. All right? All right? It's only been five minutes. But anyway, no, it, it's flown by. And by the way, no, I really enjoyed talking to you. And I enjoyed talking to your sister, Jackie, the other day. <laughs> we have no relation. <laughs> no relationship. Okay. All right. But anyway, Deb is in a, I would call it a unique area. She's a financial planner, right? Mm-hmm. And a certified exit planning advisor to Christian parents. That's a mm-hmm. huge, hey, she got a niche. Is that right? It's a niche in a way. It's a niche. Yeah. Right? You, you, have, you help Christian parents and also Christian entrepreneurs. And I don't know how many there are of people like you, but this is the first time I've heard that. So and it's, a very, it's a nice thing to do. It's a nice thing to do. You're helping people. And good luck when you move down to Florida. You have it sounds like you have a good family. And I wish you best of luck with this. And also, I wish your husband the best. And please stay safe, be healthy. Thank you. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you very much for listening to my podcast, CPA Review and More. If you have any comments right, about my podcast or you want to have certain areas that I talk about, all right, please go to my website, Phil, P-H-I-L dot Jaeger. Right? We will show that on the screen. Phil dot Jaeger, because Jaeger is always spelled wrong, Y-A-E-G-E-R. Phil dot Jaeger at AOL.com. All right. Love to hear from you. And we also, you have any positive comments, negative comments, call Deb. All right. But if you have any positive comments, please write them. Also, if they're negative, make them constructive. Okay. So take care, everyone. We'll see you again for the next next version. No, the next uh, episode of CPA Review and More. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening to Jaeger CPA Review and More. 
As a token for our appreciation for your listenership, we'd like to offer you 10% off your next purchase with Jaeger CPA Review. Save between $50 to $150 with code PODCAST10. If you'd like more information, look us up on JaegerCPAReview.com. And as always, if you've enjoyed this show, please rate and review on iTunes or your preferred listening platform. Again, thank you so much for listening, and we look forward to you tuning in next time. Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.